hope you enjoy this message from South City C3, a location of C3 Church, Christchurch. Beautiful. Uh, thank you for the warm welcome to me this morning. Uh, it's beautiful to hear Te Reo Māori spoken and spoken from the front. Nō reira tēnā koutou, nā koutou tēnā koutou katoa. He mihi nui ki ngā iwi nō tāwahi for those who have come from overseas and now made New Zealand your home, no mai haramai. Welcome amongst us this morning. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background about myself this morning before I begin to speak. Uh, so here we see three maunga. The first one is Hukurangi. Hukurangi is on the east coast of the North Island, which is my father's side of Ngāti Pro and Whanauapanui. So I whakapapatise uh, to Ngāti Pro, ko Hukurangi te maunga, ko Waiapu te awa, ko Ngāti Pro te iwi. This maunga here on the, on the right is Taranaki. So on my mother's side, on her dad's side, I come from Taranaki, Ngāti Mutunga. And here in the middle, of course, we have Auraki. My mother's a uh, descendant of Ngaitahu, so that is my Ngaitahu side. Auraki te maunga, Waitaki te awa, ko Ngaitahu te iwi. Uh, nō reira, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou katoa. I have my wonderful husband stand here supporting uh, me this morning, so stand tawa, sitting here. So I papa to these three maunga, but the generations that come out after me can papa to these three and more. So is genealogy, so my sons and my grandchildren and my children's children can make connections into this land through their genealogies of their mountains and their tribes that they come, come from. And when our children grow up in the fullness of the gospel of Ihu Karaiti, they have an inroad with their iwi. It's one thing to be accepted to, uh, by a people, it's another to be received by a people. Yeah? And we want the gospel of Ihu Kraiti to be received in this nation. While we were driving in this morning, you've got a big sign that says Jesus above your church. And uh, as I was preparing in the last two weeks, one of the words on my heart to share with you this morning, which you already know and already flowing in because I've seen it here this morning, is that you carry the gift of evangelism in this church and a really sound gift of teaching. And as we were driving in this morning and saw the, the sign Jesus over your um, top of your church, the scripture came to me, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's the power of God unto salvation for all who will believe it, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. And that's in Romans 1, uh, 16. And so when I saw the sign this morning, I thought, here we are, Lord, thank you that somebody is not ashamed in this nation to actually hold up and lift up the name of Ihu Karaiti Te Tamatapu o Te Atua, the Holy Son of God, Jesus. So I just want to honour you in that this morning. We know that faith comes by hearing, by hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17, yes, which you'll be well acquainted with. And so we know that our, uh, people in this nation and our communities come to faith through the presence of God, through the teachings and the word of God. So I just want to encourage you as the church this morning and the fullness of the giftings of the fivefold and the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor and teacher. And I'm not speaking on this today, but I just had this in my heart before coming to church today in the past few weeks. Uh, but I did have a sense of a strong gift of evangelism and teaching, which this morning I hear 
uh, that you do because you have street ministry and street friends. You have friends who live in the community. Amen. So these three maunga I, I come from. So this morning, I want, I want to share something with you. Um, just a little bit more of my background before I get onto this um, slide. I don't need to have this slide up yet. Could I keep the mountains up until I get to this moment? Yep, thank you. Um, so in my background, I was brought up Mihinari or Anglican, a Māori Anglican. Māori Anglican is, the whole service is done in Māori and you follow along with the prayer book. But also, I was brought up also in some of the spiritual teachings of my grandmother. Now, my grandmother had an insight on biblical precepts and, and spiritual teachings without having read the Word of God or the Bible. As we know, when you're in the Anglican church, it's a follow-along, isn't it? It's a prayer book, you follow along. But I just want to uh, share this scripture with you, um, which is Jesus' words from John 6, 44 to 45. No one can come to the Father unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up in the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will be taught by the Father, taught by God. And in my grandmother's case, in my upbringing in, in my life, this uh, was surely the case. Because when I became, um, when I became, uh, come into the awareness of the Lord and received the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour and read the biblical text, I soon, I soon learned that she was following biblical truths without having read the Bible. And so we need to, I believe, believe bigger for the harvest field, that the Spirit of the Lord can come upon the harvest field and they can be taught by the Lord and we uh, come along and confirm the love and mercy and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ of the Father to them. So I just put that in there this morning before I get in, um, into the word that I'm going to speak on. I want to talk to you this morning about the turn of the nation, the turn of our nation, Aotearoa, New Zealand, to Waipounamu, to Waipounamu, to South Island. And what I want to say this morning is that we're in a transitional moment. Now, I was here about a month ago, six weeks ago perhaps, and I heard Cindy speak here, which was pretty amazing. She spoke on the awakening um, of a nation or awakening moment. And I just want to share on that um, a little bit today as well. That we are in this nation in the gospel of Ihu Kraiti Tatamatapuatiatua, the Holy Son of God, Jesus Christ, in a transitional moment. We're in a moment of moving out of what we've been familiar to into something very new. And it's even hard to call it new because when you're moving into something, you don't know what it is, but you have a sense by the Spirit of God that something new is on the land, on the whenua. And for me, in the past months and over the year, just seeking the Lord on some of these things, I've felt this presence in the Spirit of God for this moment. Does anybody here have the same sense of the Spirit of the Lord on this land for this moment? Yeah. Faith in the room. So, so good. And so... What I mean is moving away from familiar, what's familiar to us, what is the, the things that we've been doing over and over and over again. Now, sometimes that's good and it works, but sometimes it requires us to shift with the new moment, with the moment that we're in, and move with the presence of the Father, the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying that we leave the church. I'm not saying to, for, uh, that you're leaving the church and doing your own, our own thing or doing something different, 
I'm talking about the body of Christ coming into the revelation of this transitional moment that we're in now. We can be sitting here thinking, what does that look like? What does that sound like? How does this happen? The best thing to do is not to try and figure it out because the spirit of the Lord can never be figured out. The word of the Lord remains the same yesterday, today, and forever, but the spirit of God that moves amongst the word and causes the embodiment of the word on the land is not figured out. But it is us, up to us to seek the presence of God to see where the Lord is leading us in this moment. If we do and stick to the thing that's familiar, we could easily miss the way or miss out on what the Lord is bringing before us if we keep going back to the thing that's familiar to us. Uh, I just want to share about Moses a little bit. Moses here, um, Exodus 17, you all know the story quite well about how Moses um, struck the rock in the wilderness to bring forth water. And at that moment, what was happening is that the people were grumbling against Moses at the time, and they were crying out for water. Why did you bring us out here? Why did you bring us and our children out here to die in the desert? This is in Exodus 17. The Lord seeks, uh, um, Moses seeks the Lord, and the Lord says to Moses to take hold of the rod and stand before this rock and strike the rock. So Moses struck the rock and water came forth from the rock and gave water to Israel as they were crying out in the land. Now, further on, when you read uh, through the biblical text, you come to Numbers, Numbers 20 of the same story. Now, some scholars say that this is the same story told a different way, but today we're going to read it for what it is. And so in Numbers 20, you have this same scenario where the people of Israel are crying out to the Lord, and they're crying out and grumbling against Moses. They were in, actually, they were in opposition to Moses at the time. And so they were crying out for, uh, for water, and Moses sought the Lord again. And this time the Lord said to Moses, speak to the rock, that water may flow. So that's quite a big, dif that's a big difference from striking a rock and then speaking to a rock in the, in the face of all the people. So Moses ste steps forward, and we know that Moses is humble. One of the, it said he's supposed to be not supposed to be, was the most humble person in the Bible and full of miracles, moved miracul miraculously. So Moses steps forward and he strikes the rock rather than speaking to the rock. And water still came forth for Moses, but what happened then was that the Lord said to Moses, because you didn't honour me and trust me and count me as holy, you will not cross over into the land that I am giving to your people. And so through reverting back to the familiar thing which was striking, he missed out on going forward. I'm not saying that the presence of God or the flow of the Lord won't be there for those um, who don't shift out of familiarity. It will be. But there's a difference between leading the next generation forward into the new thing. And if, if this moment um, that I'm speaking about, and I'll speak about it more as, it, as we go on, uh, is, seems too hard, it's okay because the Spirit of the Lord um, does not leave people behind. He comes and he comes and he comes to make you known of this, to give you opportunity to move forward and to move out of what's familiar. Could I have the Jordan up, please? Jordan. 
This is the Jordan. I've had the privilege of going to Israel twice and so have been through the, uh, the beautiful country of Israel. As I'm talking this morning, I want to share this with you because I believe that what uh, the word that the Lord gave to me this morning for you in the area of um, evangelism and, and sound teaching to disciple to disciple a community, a city, and nation, I actually believe you actually got the roots and the foundation for that to actually move in this. And this requires obedience. Now, don't throw me out the door because I know obedience is a big word for some people because automatically if they think, oh no, we've got to come under something. We've got to come under somebody else. But the thing is, obedience is an attribute from the Father. And he's looking for obedience in this hour. He's looking for his children that have an obedient heart to serve those who are outside of the church, that they may come into the blessing and the glory of the truth of Jesus Christ. And so uh, this is um, the Jordan. And in Matthew 3, verse 13 to 17, it says this. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the river Jordan to be baptized by John, but John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you and you come to me. Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning on him. And the voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I am well pleased. I just want to share with you this morning that in obedience, that sometimes that word people can be afraid of, in obedience, the presence of God follows. It, was, it wasn't until the Lord came up out of the water that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And John the Baptist is a credible person that came along and says, hey, I should be baptised by you. And it says here that he tried to deter him. So in this moment that we're in, it's important for us to seek the Lord that we're not deterred in the will of God for us as individuals, but also corporately as a church and as the body of Christ. So... There's many things that can come to us that can deter us in our walk with the Lord and what he's wanting to do in and through our lives. And I love that. It's such a testimony of the obedience of who the Lord is. And it's an example to us that the presence of the Lord follows and meets obedience. John 14, 20, 21, through those scriptures there, the Lord says, He who obeys me obeys my commands I, I will love him, he will be loved by my father and we will manifest our presence to him. So I'm just laying the scripture of foundation down this morning for the future of this nation because this nation, the turn of the nation, will require us to be obedient. And we shouldn't be afraid of obedience because it's an attribute of the father and he looks for it in his children. And the future of the church is going to be known by its children. We're going to be known we're going to be known that we're the Father's children by what happens and the presence of God coming and shifting and moving what needs to be moved in our nation. And you will be familiar with all the gifts that we have within us to do this. There's the appointed gifts in Ephesians 4, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. There's the spiritual gifts um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You know, there's faith, healing, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, uh, the prophetic word, speaking in tongues, the interpretation of tongues, healing, signs and wonders, and the discernment of spirits. 
And these gifts, attributes are in us because we are children of the Father, children of the kingdom, born again into the kingdom to move in the attributes and the resources that he's given us. So we're in a moment in this nation of seeking the Lord for our communities and for the highways and byways for the whole of our nation. It sounds pretty big, doesn't it? Sound big to you? Are you up for this? Yeah, you up for this? It's one thing to stand at the front and speak this, it's another thing to do it. And as we are obedient as our personal lives with the Lord and walk with the Lord, and as we gather together as brothers and sisters, amazing and mighty things can happen. Amazing and mighty things can happen. Because the Lord is not looking for flash sermons because we can go on YouTube anytime you get a flash sermon. He's looking for the obedience of a heart for a people, a nation. And if we're reading the word and keeping up with what's happening globally, we know that we're in critical times. So could I have the next slide up, please? This is taken out North Beach. I live out here. We live out here at North Beach. It's a beautiful shot. First thing in the morning I got down and I took a photo of the sunrise and the bird flew into it, so double bonus. Yeah. Isaiah 55, verse 6 to 9 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. I had this scripture on my heart while preparing this word um, today. As some, some months ago, I had a word from the Lord. Actually, this word came from a dream from the Lord. And we know that in Jeremiah 23, verse 29, it says, Let the prophet who has a dream speak his dream. But let the one who has my word speak it faithfully, for what destroy hath to do with grain? Is not my word like fire and like a hammer that breaks the hard rock into pieces? So <clears throat> we're in a time where our children will dream dreams and see visions, but they will need the help um, in seeking the Lord for, a faith, for the faithful word of the interpretation of the dream and the vision. Because it's no good for me to stand up here and talk this big lengthy dream that the Lord's given me to bring the faithful word to you and for you to try and scramble and make, um, make the dream known to yourself. So I had this dream from the Lord, and the faithful word of the Lord was that the presence of the Lord is going to come on this nation. The presence of God is going to come on this nation supernaturally, and that we were going to see people leave their way. We're going to see people leave their way. Now, it's hard to think, how can that happen? But in the presence of the Lord, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So it requires us to be obedient, to seek the Lord in this moment that we're shifting and transitioning into, to seek the Lord while he may be found. This is a moment where the fresh revelation of the Lord can be found for the move of our nation. And nations, because we're always, before COVID, we're a nation that goes to nations. But the presence of the Lord, seek the Lord while he may be found, call on him while he's near. So in this word, this is what the Lord showed me and said to me, that his presence is going to come and people are going to start turning away. It's going to seem like, how can this happen? But the presence of the Lord is well able to do all things. And in the seeking of the Lord, 
in, in your quiet time, in your quiet time with the Lord, when the presence of the Lord comes, it takes care of every situation that's connected to you and your church. So it doesn't require a whole lot of words because the presence of God, the kingdom of God is a demonstration of power. And so when we're in the room or in the quiet place with the Father seeking the Lord, the presence that comes on us in that room actually shifts the things, that all the things that we are connected to. That when we walk in there, all we need to do is have wisdom from the Lord on what to say at the moment that's right to say it. Ecclesiastes says this, a wise heart knows the proper time to speak to a matter. And so in seeking the Lord, the wisdom comes. The, uh, the desire for obedience comes for our nation, for your street friends, for your friends in this community. Let the wicked forsake his way and his evil man his thoughts. So what the Lord actually showed me, I'll share a little bit of the stream, is that he's made us a representation of his attributes, of his goodness, of his love, of his kindness, of his graciousness, of his mercy, of his forgiveness, of his authority and of his power. Yeah? the righteousness of Christ. So um, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are, way, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. And this is the beauty about the Lord. His thinking is so much higher than ours. His way is so much higher than ours. And we, all we need to do is come into the presence of the Lord and know that his way is higher and his path is higher. But the, the word of the Lord, the revelation of the Lord can be made known to us as we seek him in his presence. 1 Corinthians 2, um, it speaks of uh, the, the Spirit of God searches all things, even the deep things of God, for who can know the mind of God except the Spirit of God that searches all things? So when we're in that quiet place searching the, in, with the Lord, the Spirit of God can bring words of wisdom, words of knowledge, prophetic words to us for the people that we are serving in the community, for the people that we are serving in this nation for all of the things that we're connected to in this nation. Being in the presence of God has an outworking on everything that we touch or that we're around. It shifts things that can't be shifted with our own thinking and our own words that want to put our own thinking and words too. Did you get that? That was a bit mumbled, but that was, yeah. <laughs> okay. So the turn of our nation... The turn of our nation requires us in this moment, that this moment of transition is for us to seek the Lord, to seek the Lord in his presence. And you will see change. We have testimony upon testimony about change, of seeing change in people's lives. We have testimony of people seeing and coming to the Lord, being blind and seeing and coming to the Lord. We have prophetic testimonies of people, of the word of the Lord coming to pass and people coming into the fruition of who they are. And this is who we are, the people of the Lord, the church of God. This is who we are when we move away from the familiarity of doing the same thing year after year or day after day and moving into what the Lord is requiring us to do. I had an odd thing happen to me once. There was a young man walking down my street. Uh, I was being dropped off. He was walking down. Word of the Lord came to my heart. And um, it was simply this. Speak to this young man. Encourage him to turn back to me. He was coming down the street. I didn't know him. He was a stranger to me. I was a stranger to him. But for the word of the Lord, we weren't strangers. 
because the Spirit of God had done something in his heart before I reached him. And so when I got out of the car and I began to speak to him, I said, hi, I introduced myself to him. And um, I said, look, I said, I don't know if you believe in the Thanks for listening to this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit c3chch.org. He began to cry. He said, how can you know that? He said, I was thinking about the Lord today, how far away from God I am. And so we, we talked for a little while. He went home. I didn't know this, but someone else that was connected to him knew me, and it was some weeks later. He was this other person that he knew, knew that was staying with, saw me and said, oh, somebody, one of my friends, so-and-so, was out, out your way um, at North Beach and he can't stop talking about this thing that happened to him. I said, oh, what happened to him? He said, oh, he was walking down the beach and some Māori girl come up to him and told him the heart of God. What is, you know, talked to him about who he was and who he was in the Lord. And he said, this guy came home, this flatmate of theirs came home went into his room and got on his knees. A good place to be. So those, the Lord is still miraculous. The presence of God is miraculous. And um, how much time do I have left, please? Okay. He's miraculous. I had, um, I'm going to share one more testimony and get to the last slide to finish. Um, I had um, a lovely elderly woman that I came into contact. She was 90 years old. I was introduced to her. Um, she had no family in New Zealand. Her, she had a daughter who was 70 in the States. I, we kept, my husband and I kept in contact with her daughter. Um, I met her through my brother. My brother met her at the dairy. She was buying smokes. She was 90 years old, buying smokes, trying to walk home with her frame, Zuma frame, back to her house, um, and it was too windy, so he called her a cab. He said, can you follow her up, sis, because it would be no good me going down there. As soon as they see a young Māori boy going there, um, and, if, and that, because and that, um, it was a rest home, um, what, retirement village, he said, someone will call the police on me. I said, yes, I'll go. So I um, went down. We, called, we um, started a relationship with her. Uh, she was 90 when we met her. She was fairly racious at the time. And I thought, well, Lord, this is great because you put me with somebody who I, you know, in areas that I need to love, yeah? I need to love. I need to see, have the love of Christ for her. So anyway, she used to call me all sorts of names. I didn't even know what the names were. They were English names like Saucy Tart and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, she called me names. You know, I wasn't sure what they meant. But anyway, we had a relationship together, my husband and I and our children, and um, helped to look after her in her times that were very lonely because she had no children. Uh, one particular day, I was visiting her. She had cataracts. Uh, she was booked um, to see specialists for operation. And um, I'd shared my faith with her over the years. So again, I shared faith with her. She said, he won't have me. He said, he won't have me. Then she began to tell me of some things, not all things, but just a little bit of her life. And she said, he won't have me. And she meant it. She had lived a life. I don't know what she had done or where she'd been. I didn't ask her because I felt like it was a holy moment. You don't go prodding in people's lives when it's a holy moment. But she had, um, she was pretty adamant that the father would not receive her into his care. So again, I shared the gospel of Ihu Kraiti, Jesus Christ with her. 
and then I asked her, would you like me to pray for you? Now, I was praying for her because she was saying, he won't have me. So we prayed. I was praying for her, and I said, look, I can pray for your eyes as well. So I prayed for the, her eyesight, and she began to cry. There's a, there's a cry, and then there's an uncontrollable cry where you can't stop yourself, and your heart is being poured out to God. We know that our Father answers the tears of his people when the heart comes um, to, the, to the place of being loved by him and knowing the love of the Father. She sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. When she uh, finished crying, I um, ministered to her and um, left her for a wee while and said, I'll come back in the afternoon because she um, would have a sleep. I went away. I came back. I got back to her place. She opened the door for me and she could see. She said, I can see. And I, she said, I can see with my eyes. And I said, yes, I know you can see with your eyes because that's what you see with. Yeah. She was so, <laughs> but she said, I can see. And she was so excited. We talked and I said, I said to her, oh, so what, what was happening, Violet? She said, I went to sleep. I woke up. She said, I sat up in my bed and across from my bed is a duchess with a uh, mirror on it. And she said, I sat up and saw myself clearly in the mirror. And I thought, Lord is so gracious. The Lord, the heart cry, he won't have me. He came and said, yes, I love you. And healed her heart and healed her physical eyesight at the same time. And she came into the, she came into the Lord and we uh, looked after her until she was 99 years old. At the time I first prayed for her, I said to her, I said, I said um, Violet, Violet was her name, I said, Violet, uh, there's a scripture that says, in my father's house, trust in me. In my father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I shared that word for her um, before I prayed for her. And when she got sick, she was 99, we were visiting her. The nurse said to me, I don't know why she's holding on. She keeps holding on. And um, uh, she said, uh, the nurse said, she's got no children here. And she's just not, you know, she's not letting go. So I knew that she had a moment of fear. The father won't have me. So I sat with her, I held her hand, and I said the same scripture that I said when I prayed for her, because that's the word that the Lord put on my heart, and said, it's okay, Violet, you can let go. There's a house for you. There's a place for you with the Father. And it was soon after that she just let go and went to be with the Lord. And so here we are, the people of the Lord, those who carry the attributes of God, to be all that we can be in, the, in Christ Jesus for those who are searching for him. And there are many who are searching for him that don't know they're searching for him, but they are searching for him. Last slide, please. How long have I been going for? Okay. Uh, one before that, is there another one there? I could say that one, but it might take... Actually, go back to the other one. That would be good. I'll quickly say the other one before I go to this one. Speaking of the presence of God, in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. And he can come on your heart. He can come on us at any given moment. There's no one step, two step with the Father. It's the surrendering of the heart, the obedience of the heart. And the Lord can speak to us and bring words of wisdom and a fresh, a fresh view for all the people that are around us and those we are ministering to. So, this little particular mountain here is um, in the South Island. I was um, sitting on this mountain when I was nine, turning ten. 
Yeah, I know, it's young, isn't it? But we used to pick, track possums on mountains when we were kids, possum trapping on the west coast. Uh, that's what we did. All the kids did it, and that's what we did. I was on this mountain one day, and I looked up to the sky, and I said to the father, as I was looking down at the little village below, because there's a village below called Ōtira, I was up on the mountain, and I looked down, and I said, Father, if it looks like this to me from up here, what does it look like to you from up there? And as soon as that thought, because I didn't speak it with my mouth, as soon as the thought was in my mind, the presence of the Lord came to me on the mountain where I could feel the tangible presence of the Father on the mountain when I was a young girl. And we have many moments through our life where we've felt the tangible presence of God. And that tangible presence of God is influencing everything else around us that's got to do with us. So I want to encourage you today to shift into a place where you're seeking the Lord, where you can know and sense the presence of God and hear from heaven, and hear from heaven that we seek the Lord. And I'll go to the last one. Here we go. This is um, in the North Island, the East Coast, where my father was from. Um, uh, below there, that slip over there, the little white slip, just below there, there's a marae. And so I've had the privilege of speaking on marae, different marae in the North Island, and um, uh, speaking to family members and to different iwi, different rohe or areas. Uh, so this is on the east coast of the North Island, and this is a hall called Kōkai. So I was there staying, staying in this particular place, which is my Hokainga, which is where my father's side's from. Early in the morning, I got up to record the birds because the bird life is beautiful there. Um, um, I, so I thought, well, I'll get up early and I'll record the birds. And I don't know if the recording's on there, but I'm going to play it in a minute. But while I was out in the dark, this is a daytime picture, I was out in the dark recording the birds and then um, a word from the Lord came to me. So I'm going to play that now. So I want you to listen. Will it come up? I'm just wondering, there's a tag below it and if there's not, I'll play it from my phone. Just listen to the birds and you'll hear something in the midst of the birds that's not in tune. happening? Okay, could you pass my phone, please? Mm -hmm. Technology running. So, I was out there, it was dark, I was listening, and I thought, how beautiful is this? And then you'll hear something. It's a little bit like Sesame Street. One of these things is not like the other. Guess which one it is. Okay. Hang on. Pause it.
I don't know whether you would have heard it because it's obviously a... Did anybody hear anything different? The cow. Great. So I was out there recording in the morning. It was beautiful. It was just the intense so sound of the birds waking up. And I love birds. We've got Donald here, who's the bird master in the, in here. He loves birds. But the intense sound of the singing of the birds, the morning chorus, and they were singing in tune. Each one different, making a different sound, but in harmony, singing together. And I was standing there, and I was going, this is beautiful. You know, it was dark, and it was all just so beautiful. And then the cow moved. And then I said, not the cow, Lord, not the cow. And so... Uh, as the cow mood, I was like, oh, I was so disappointed. Then the Lord says, uh, put in my heart, put in my heart. Uh, he put my, in my heart this. He said, speak in the nation. Uh, speak about this moment that we're in there and the moment that we're moving in, about the, the moment that this nation is, this nation is in, and also about to Uri Māori. So because I was at Wharapunga, this is Wharapungamas. And the marais below, the Lord was saying to me that he's going to bring a sound, an original sound back in this nation. An original sound. And when this happens, don't be a mooing cow. Now that mooing cow could be me, could be all of us. But what I want to say to you this morning is that in the shift of a nation, when things are new, we need to be attuned to the Spirit of God and what the Lord is doing. So this is the reason why I speak on the presence of the Lord this morning and the obedience of the heart before the Father. To be in tune with what the Lord is doing in this nation. And he's rising up an original sound in this nation. An original sound. Is that we don't uh, come into it in, in a place where it's like, oh, what is this? I don't understand this. The thing to do, for all of us to do, is to seek the presence of God and become attuned and begin to sing in with the Lord. Sometimes we don't understand things, and that's okay. But by the Spirit of God, it'll witness to you as truth, and the Word will follow it. We're so used to having, uh, I think, in our Christian walk, which is good, because I love the Word of God. I love the Word of God. Sometimes we come to a place when things are new. Oh, where does it say that in the Word? Oh, hold on a minute. Does it line up? Oh, hold on a minute. You know, we go, we go here because this is our go-to, and that's true. But the Spirit of the Lord can come on a nation by his presence first, and the embodiment of its word follows. So what I want to say to us today, when you're working in the field, in this community with your people, expect the presence of God to move and embody the outworking of faith that comes with it. In this nation, in the turn of the nation, expect a move of God, expect the presence of God to move on nation, on all people of this nation, on Māori, Pākehā, and non-Māori or Pākehā, those who are from other nations. Expect the presence of God to move. Expect a new sound to come forward. And when it does, let's not quickly revert back to doing the thing that's familiar to us because we don't understand it. Let's move into it with this presence in the Spirit of God. So on that note, I want to leave you um, uh, with this encouragement of you to, on your church today and on you as the people of the Lord. As I came in this morning, uh, I sense the presence of the Lord here and that your hearts are in a place to... Um, to tune in to what the Lord is wanting to do in your community, in the city, and to the nations. And that is found in the presence of the Lord.
So God bless you this morning. We're going to have a song and maybe... Yeah, we're going to have a song this morning. So I hope that's uh, been beneficial to you today. And I just want to bless you today in the name of the Lord. And I'm available here to pray for those who may want to have some prayer this morning on shifting into this new moment. Or if you've had a moment or a season of being dry, please come up and I'm happy to pray with you and prophetically speak into your life. If you want prophetic, come on this side. If you want prayer, come on this side. Kapai. <laughs> <laughs> this morning and uh, let's just stand and sing as a as a way of ending this morning and I just I just love that word and I, I'm so glad that we heard the bird song and I, I'm I'm a Canadian I'm still getting used to the all the different sounds but uh, I'm man in this case I really don't want to be a cow I, I want us to sing as Pakeha, as Filipino, as Maori, as South Africans, as Ghanaese, uh, from if you're British, if you're Canadian, if you're American, let us all sing in harmony uh, together this morning. Amen. And no mooing, no cows. Sing who am I? Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in all his love.